Youngster Year. Peel is the latest sensation to explode out of Sydney with a colorful and addictive sound that keeps listeners coming back, starving for more. Their new self-titled EP comes out on October 22nd, but today I have the privilege of talking to frontman Nick Stillman about the band's journey thus far. Nick, thanks so much for being here. Pleasure, man. How's it going? Good. So, we'll just jump in uh, with the EP. You started writing it in mid-2019, is that right? And then recorded yeah, it over right. the course of a few months in 2020, so how has it felt this past year to finally be releasing these singles and now the full EP? Yeah, man, it's, um, it's, we're pretty, pretty keen to get it out. Um, I know, like, every band kind of goes through the same thing when they record a record where it's like you kind of sit on it for a year and um, kind of, um, yeah, just kind of keen to get it out at that point. But yeah, we're definitely at that stage where these songs have been hanging around for a while. Um, so we're, we're super keen to get them out. Um, especially being a relatively new band, we kind of wanted to take an approach where we kind of drip fed some singles and kind of introduced the world to, you know, the music so um yeah yeah i feel like we've been hanging around for a while so we're definitely getting awesome memory loop i feel like is the perfect um opening track for the ep what made you look at it and just be like you know that's our debut single because that was the first thing you ever released yeah i don't know it was it was probably the third track we recorded um and it definitely felt like it had an immediacy to it um i remember kind of coming up with that kind of space bass synth line um and then kind of the way the drums came in it just felt like a opening track um yeah. even just from the demo stage you know um and when we recorded it um just like our producer just the, came up with this this intro where kind of like the synths kind of build up and there's a bit of chatter in the background and like everything kind of explodes and you know it felt like a very obvious opening track and first single for us for sure cool so I gotta say the chorus sounds really similar to New Order's Age of Consent. Um, song definitely has its own identity though, and I feel like the chorus fits so well into that track. Um, I know you've said like Joy Division is a big inspiration of yours, but what yeah. specifically led to including that, I guess, kind of Easter egg into the song? Yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a total accident, and I guess we, we it was actually pretty funny because we were like in the car listening to like the first kind of half of the track after we did our first day of tracking we're like fuck that chorus sounds super familiar <laughs> um and just funnily enough i put on like just a playlist on the way on the way home and yeah new order came on i was like shit <laughs> that sounds very similar <laughs> um so it was totally by accident and i i kind of had a freak out because we we're like halfway through recording the song and i'm like do we even continue or do i like rewrite it or like is it too similar or am I just being crazy? Um, and we just push ahead with it because we were like, we're huge fans of the band, of, yeah. of, of New Order and Joy Division, and especially that kind of crossover period, like that first New Order record, um, where they still had some kind of old Joy Division songs. That, that, um, not a huge inspiration for us, but um, definitely something we all, we all dig a lot. So um, yeah, yeah, we just pushed through with it, and like a couple of people have brought it up. It's kind of been like. Um, something that makes me cringe a little bit but also <laughs> it fits the song and it i don't is. feel like the song in general or too much of our sound kind of um is pulled from that so i guess it's just like a nice little homage if you want to take it that way yeah, definitely and I, I feel like the band has just really such a layered sound that you can you can totally tell pulls in, uh, inspiration from multiple genres uh, and eras of music so who are your, some of your other 
inspirations? Yeah, there's quite a few that have kind of popped up on um, this record. I feel like because it being our first record, I guess we wanted to kind of um, pull as many influences as possible to kind of, you know, try out some different things. Like, yeah, Joy Division are, are, are totally a huge influence on us. Yeah. Um, a lot of kind of, you know, like mid 80s, uh, early 90s alternative rock music from the UK, like Jesus and Mary Chain are a, a big influence on me personally. Um, we've all been huge, like Riot and My Bloody Valentine fans for ages. So I guess that's kind of like where we wanted to kind of base our sound around. But then, I don't know, like I'm kind of into ambient music and, and Harry, our guitarist, just kind of gets into like house music a bit and like Tom, our drummer, is really into like 80s pop. So we kind of like want to take, we like found our core sound, which we kind of obviously knew we'd kind of structure everything from. But then I guess we draw influences and kind of add to that in a lot of different ways, which, um, yeah, are kind of based on a whole bunch of, of influences. I guess, like, if you listen to the EP, you'll kind of hear, like, a whole bunch of different stuff coming through. Um, yeah, everything from, like, 60s Garage to ambient music, I guess. But, yeah, I guess we kind of call ourselves a shoegaze band because yeah. that's kind of what we kind of wanted to base our sound around. But I guess we don't want to be kind of held down by that either. You know? Oh, definitely. Are there any current artists that you look up to? Yeah, there's, oh, there's heaps. Um, I was listening to the, the new Shame record the other day. Mm. Um, yeah, awesome band. Um, Fontaine's DC, awesome. Um, in Australia, there's heaps of great shoegaze bands at the moment. Flying Colors are a huge, we're big fans of those guys. Rinse is a really great shoegaze, but I guess it's a solo project. So okay. Joe, who is in Rinse, actually did the Silver Spring video clip. Um, yeah, he's producing some really cool stuff. Yeah, some wild looking video. Um, how did you get to working with him for your videos? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so Harry, our guitarist, is um, a graphic designer and he kind of really admires a lot of Joe's um, visual stuff that Joe does for his Rinse project. Um, and I think Harry probably just sussed out where Joe did all of his stuff and it, it turned out that Joe did it himself. Mm. Um, and Joe also plays in Hatchie. She's an Australian kind of like dream pop artist, and he does a lot of her visual stuff too. So, um, yeah, he's a he's a graphic designer as well. So we kind of um, hit him up, and yeah, he was super keen to do the video, which was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it came out really well. Um, I love how it's like called a visualizer uh, rather than just a video because it, it really gives yeah. you like a different idea. Like this is you know you're kind of seeing the music as opposed to just like, oh yeah, here's a video that goes along with the music. For sure, yeah, yeah. Because we kind of um, were pretty restricted with what we could do because we are in lockdown at the moment. So, um, and Joe also lives in Brisbane. So we're like, okay, what can we actually do with this to make it a bit more, um, you know, engaging than just like a, you know, a loop sequence of visuals or whatever. Um, and that kind of led us to, um, yeah, basically just shooting a whole bunch of stuff of myself and Harry at home and then putting that together with kind of found footage and then basically just sending that to Joe and he ran it through a lot of his like um, analog um, video editing gear, which completely mangled it and fucked it up. That's, yeah, such a unique, um, I guess, ability, especially nowadays, you know, with um, yeah. just nobody making that sort of stuff anymore. It's, I just, yeah. I just think it's so cool. Yeah, well, it's kind of the same approach we took for our first film clip, who we did with a guy called Fazwa, who, yeah, same deal. He just uses a bunch of old 
like video editing gear from I guess the late 80s or 90s. I guess what's really cool about it is you kind of he just runs and I think Joe did the same thing where he just like ran the clip kind of through his gear multiple times and each time he did it he would just kind of like edit it on the fly yeah and so he'd get like a completely different um output at the end of it and then he kind of just pieced that together at the end so i guess like yeah there's no like there's a bit of a visual direction but in terms of um really crafting it there's like he didn't have that much control so it was like just like just let it go wild you know that's cool and the end result is great yeah. and speaking of your videos um you guys have like some pretty badass videos i feel like and they all seem to be made in kind of different ways uh, but in the sense that they're all related so how do those yeah. ideas for your videos come about so harry is definitely like um the main kind of force behind our kind of visual identity so he was like very involved with the process for each of them i guess you'd say he like art directed all of them okay um and i guess like because we did the memory loop one first and we and we really wanted to kind of push this kind of 90s VHS aesthetic. Um, just kind of, we'd seen Fuzzwell, the guy that we worked with, we'd seen him do a couple of videos for bands that we were aware of and really, really liked his style and we're like, okay, that really seemed to suit the music a lot. And I guess like, just from working on that video, we're like, okay, that just really perfectly encapsulated our sound and what we wanted to do. So that kind of informed the direction. The next one and the one after that, and that's what I kind of feel cohesive in a way. Um, I just think, yeah, the approach of the first one just really, really nailed what we're trying to do. So, um, yeah, it's just like, it made sense to keep following that direction. You know? Yeah, for sure. Now I gotta say for the Dinah music video, there's some really cool shots in there of just like the beach. I love that part yeah. during like the bridge, I think where all five just like standing on a dune or something and it's like silhouettes. I just think that's so yeah. cool. Um, it's cheesy as hell, we're like, should we do this? I love it. Yeah, cheesy's good. Standing on a sand dune at sunset. Yeah. In the beginning of that video, there's this shot of you falling on your face in the sand. I feel that looks painful. Did that hurt? Yeah, that was like so. So we so Harry kind of wrote a bit of a script with Mitch, who shot that film clip, and like none of us had any involvement up until we were shooting. And Harry's like, "Can you just like walk down on the dune and just like fall flat?" I'm like. Can you tell me what we're doing? Because <laughs> I was like, I just had no idea. But you know, committing to the part, I guess, is hard to do. Absolutely. Totally visible too. <laughs> so for this EP, what was kind of your thought process behind the order of tracks? Because I can tell there was, you know, some thought put into it. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, we're talking before, like memory loop was an obvious <clears throat> dart. And then like Silver Spring, I feel like those two tracks are kind of in a very similar realm it was kind of obvious to kind of have them back to back just kind of keep that energy flowing through. Mm. Dinah was kind of either going to go last, it felt like a bit of an epic closer, but I, I think we thought that closing the EP with like a stupid rock and roll guitar solo was a stupid idea. <laughs> um, so we chucked that in the middle and then yeah it kind of just made sense for the second half to be kind of a bit darker so like Pink Smokes like probably the outlier on the EP. Yeah. It's um, yeah, kind of moodier and darker. And then yeah, Splash. Splash was the first track I wrote for the for this project. Oh, okay. Um, and that was kind of, everyone that I showed that to beforehand was like, that should be the opener. But uh, I'm a big fan of kind of long epic closes. So that kind of makes Definitely. sense to be for us, yeah. 
And it kind of just wrapped it, you know, Oh, yeah. It's like a nicer, almost like, I want to say uplifting kind of song mm. to have at the end. Yeah, so that was the first track I wrote for, for the band. And it's, yeah, it kind of just makes sense at the end. Yeah. So this EP, uh, even being your first, is actually getting a release on vinyl, which is incredible. Uh, is putting stuff yeah. out on a physical format something that's really important to you guys as a group? Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, like, the label we work with, Third Eye, like, that's... Vinyl is, like, totally their bag. And when we started working together, um, like, putting out a physical release probably wasn't really something we were thinking of mm -hmm. just because, you know, it's expensive and we didn't really know where the project would go at that point. But when we started working with Third Eye, they were like, well, yeah, we definitely got to do it. So um, now we're at that point and we've kind of established, you know, ourselves a little bit and um, have started playing shows and kind of really formed the band. Um, yeah, putting out physical stuff is, is super important to us, for sure. It just kind of solidifies it, I think, a bit, you know. Yeah. Like this, this EP has been hanging around for so long and it's like just putting stuff out digitally is great obviously and it's awesome that you can like reach an audience so easily but i think just it just makes it feel a bit more real you know yeah it's like something you can you know hold on to and say like i did this yeah for sure and like we like we haven't played or i haven't put anything out you know for, for years so and i don't think vinyl was even like a big thing the last time i was putting records out so um yeah, to kind of be in a place where people are actively going out and buying records and um, being able to put one out myself is, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, more about this EP. It was recorded at Blank Space in Sydney uh, with James Christowski, where you guys created a, and this is a quote, expansive collection of tracks. So assuming there's more out there than just the EP, do you have plans for a full-length album anytime soon? Yeah, we actually, I had a chat to James today. Um, we've kind of... Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of tracks written and demoed, um, kind of ready to go. And we actually recorded another track, which was kind of going to be the first track off the next record about maybe four months ago now, but um, haven't been able to get into the studio um, since then because of COVID. So um, I think the kind of game plan is to kind of sit down and, and listen to all the tracks together with James, which we didn't really do before. We kind of just did it one by one. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of go in with a bit more of a game plan this time. Um, we've probably got like an EP's worth of stuff. We might extend it out to an album. We'll see kind of how we're feeling about how the tracks feel together. Okay. And this, yeah, that's the game plan at the moment. And this was all uh, more stuff that was recorded in that same sort of session in 2020 or series of sessions. Yeah, the, the stuff, it's kind of, we haven't started recording really. We're kind of just like just getting into it, but we've been okay. kind of, demoing so i kind of wrapped up demoing stuff for this current ep maybe at the end of 2019 and then we recorded all of it across 2020 and then kind of since then we've all been kind of jumping in and, and demoing and just trying some stuff out so everyone else has gotten really like way more involved this time which is really awesome um most of the previous uh, the current ep was written by myself except diner which is written by um harry but um that was kind of just the nature of how the project started. Like myself, Harry and Tom have been playing music together for, for many years. Mm. Um, and we all kind of just took a break from playing together for maybe like five years or so. And I kind of just started demoing some stuff and I was like, I just put it out to Harry and Tom. I was like, should we, should we start something again? And that's kind of how the project started. So yeah, but the last year or so everyone's kind of been, you know, getting stuck in, which is really awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, and you're talking about uh, the members all sort of like stopping, coming back five years later. I was reading that the members all kind of come from previous projects. Um, would yeah. you mind going into that a bit and talking about like how you guys got your start? Yeah, so like me, Harry and Tom have been playing since like, you know, high school days. Um, I think okay, it was so long ago now, but I think that the reason we started playing together was just for like each other's kind of like end of school music projects. So kind of we played in projects together for years. And then I guess like we got to a point where we've been playing and we kind of wanted to take a bit of a break and then, you know, just life got in the way. Everyone got jobs. Um, music kind of took a back seat. And then I started playing in Steve, our keys player's other project, uh, who the band's called Misty Lanes. So Steve writes and records all of that stuff. I played bass in that, and then Harry jumped on board and started playing guitar for that project. So that was a couple of years ago now, but that was kind of, you know, we started getting back into it a little bit. And then I kind of just started writing those demos and, you know, like getting Tom on board was, was obvious and getting Steve in to play keys is really obvious. And then we kind of just filled it out with um, our mate Sam on bass. And that's kind of how the project came together. That's awesome. So we were just talking about the pandemic a little bit before this. Um, having been born in kind of the midst of the start of this pandemic and uh, raging wildfires in Australia, what opportunities have you guys had to play live? Because I know you've had like a couple. Yeah, we kind of we were kind of lucky in a way because um, we so we played our first show at the end of 2020, and we kind of that's when we were kind of just coming out of the kind of first lockdown in Australia. And then we kind of, for those first couple of months, that was like, you know, we put two sing- the first two singles out in that period. So, and we could kind of, like, shows are pretty much back to normal here. But, yeah, the last six months, we've kind of had to take a bit of a backseat with shows, which is a bummer. But I guess, like, at the start, like, I guess we were intending to start playing shows quite a bit earlier, or at least, like, we we'd started rehearsing basically when we were started recording, which was the start of 2020. Um, and I guess the goal was to kind of, you know, start playing shows around July while we were still recording. But I guess the pandemic kind of forced us to focus on recording more, which I guess in hindsight was a bit of a blessing because we kind of got to sit down and, and not like get too caught up in playing shows and, and finding out what our live sound would sound like. We got to focus more on what the record would sound like. And that kind of meant by the time we were ready to start playing shows, the EP was pretty much done. And we've been playing those songs for quite a while, so the live show came together much easier. Did you have a set of, like, just the five that you have on the EP, or were you playing more of your stuff? Yeah, so we got the five, and then another track, which will probably be on the next record. Cool. Um, which is another early demo that I had done. And then we, we, yeah, we pretty much always thrown in a cover in there as well. We kind of try and tie all the tracks together with um, kind of, like, ambient soundscapes and stuff between each of the songs to kind of fill it out because i'm terrible at talking to the audience so it's kind of like the easiest way to do it you know yeah um so yeah we can kind of fill it out like it easily yeah we can like easily hit an hour with those like seven tracks you know nice have you uh had the opportunity or did you have the opportunity to attend any cool shows locally uh before the most recent lockdown god i can't even remember man it's like <laughs> yeah Definitely. Like we, as soon as shows started back up again, um, everyone was super eager to get to them. Yeah, like I was we there. Mm. we have a bunch of friends that play in bands and stuff, and it's just um, kind of what we do on the weekends, you know. But we didn't because, like, yeah, Australia is just so isolated. Like we didn't really get any international bands coming through, which is a bummer. Yeah, I actually had tickets to like 
Sam Impala dive and Fontaine's DC all in the same week and they That's all sweet. got canned yeah, and scrapped. So there. yeah, just going to shows just seems like a bit of a memory at the moment. We've kind of started opening up with shows. Actually, there was one show I had tickets to that um, I just got an email, got delayed. So I hope that's not like foreshadowing for what's to come. What was the reason they just said just because of COVID restrictions? I think that's what it was. Yeah, I've been getting I've been getting emails from venues, you know, about their COVID restrictions. You know, pretty strict, showing your vaccination card, maybe a negative yeah. test. Um, that's basically that. just what it's been like here for the past yeah couple of months. Yeah. Just like. People hopefully, you know, like putting, like postponing shows for like a month and then a month and a month and everything's just gotten pushed back. So, I know, we're just crossing our fingers that next year it's kind of smooth sailing. Like, I like thankfully, like we we don't rely on this band for our livelihoods. Like, we, all, <laughs> we all work full time and we have a lot of friends that work in music and hospitality and stuff. It's just like, yeah, hit them hard. Yeah, it's really hard for some people. Yeah, is that really nice to just like? not have to rely on this project and just sort of like have it be something that you really enjoy and not something you have to you know make a living with yeah i guess so but i guess at the same time that it's like it does become difficult to to find the time you know that's kind of the reason that we stopped playing music as as a band in the first place just like yeah we, we got to work you know um and we all just finished up at uni or whatever and it was like yeah gotta focus on on you know the other side of life and not just playing music um which we're still doing but i guess like yeah music is definitely an escape for us all um yeah it's something we can do that's like fulfilling in a different way you know? yeah we talked about um you kind of being labeled as i guess pigeonholed into this sort of shoegaze uh genre but not wanting to necessarily be held down by that you can really hear a multitude of other genres in your music so when you started writing, did you have a vision for the type of sound you wanted to create or did it just kind of find its way there? Yeah, I guess we definitely had a vision. We, we definitely wanted it to be um, really expansive and like something that kind of envelops you. Um, and I guess you can achieve that in a lot of ways. And that's what we tried to do with this record. Like um, that can be, you know, really spacey and relaxing or that can be really intense and, you know, Gritty. So, I guess I guess that is the core of the sound of the band is like something that is kind of that draws you in and you can get lost in. But we want to try and achieve that in a bunch of different ways, which made it really fun in the studio too because it's just like we did experiment a lot and we kind of tried a whole bunch of different ways to kind of achieve that kind of intensity, um, which is yeah a lot of fun to do. Yeah, and you guys mentioned that. Um that specific studio you're working at is like, you know, just this big open space that's mm. um, really just encourages like, you know, collaboration, just experimentation with things. How do you think that yeah, yeah. contributed to the sound on this EP? Yeah, for sure. Like, so James, the guy we work with, we've, we're, he's a friend of ours um, and he's got like this amazing studio that's basically just like um, underneath his parents' place that he's just completely gutted and turned into a studio. And it's kind of the place you just go in and hit a switch and everything turns on, you know, and everything's patched in, ready to go. Um, and he's got a whole bunch of amazing gear and stuff that, you know, we couldn't afford. Um, so he, and he's just like, let's just go for it. Let's just try whatever. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, it was, the, it's, it's not like a stiff studio space where it's like, I guess a lot of people record like that these days, but like, 
you're not counting the minutes and you know watching your money go down the drain. Yeah. It's just like it's just let's just hang out and experiment. And you know, we're lucky enough to have some really talented friends drop into the studio and do some BVs or you know write some parts and stuff. So it was a very it was a very organic process. You know, just like we're just feeling it out. And I guess doing it because we recorded it track by track as well. Um, we weren't like trying to achieve one particular sound. I guess we just took each track and let it take us where it wanted to go, you know, yeah. which is a good approach, I think. So you mentioned uh, playing bass in your previous project and now you're mm. playing like l rhythm guitar for Peel. Is that right? Yeah. So I kind of just picked up bass um, for Misty Lanes. Um, kind of just for that project. I wanted to buy a bass just so I could record with it. But okay. Kind of guitar's always been my thing, but um, yeah, I'm pretty shit at bass, but I kind of just like <laughs> battle my way through with Misty Lanes. Cool. So you've got this pretty great five-piece band here. Um, are those all instruments that, are these like their instruments or are they all kind mm. of like branching out, playing different stuff? Yeah, no, there's definitely like branching out. So like Steve um, is like, he's the singer and guitarist in Misty Lanes, but he's like a pretty talented keys player. So he was like super keen to get on board um, and play synth because he was kind of getting into synth at the time. Um, Sam doesn't actually, he's our bassist, he doesn't actually play bass, he's a guitarist. And okay. He, um, him and Steve play in another project called Montes Dura and he's like a singer and guitarist, so, but he was just like super keen to get on board. So we, um, he jumped on bass and it's actually really great having him on board because he's an like, amazing vocalist. So. Um, he he does a lot of the BVs live, which is awesome. That's great. And then, yeah, like myself, Harry and Tom have kind of been like guitar, guitar, vocals and drums in previous projects. But like Tom's an awesome um, composer and like he's good at playing guitar and he's an amazing singer. So um, yeah, there's a lot of like people just swapping instruments and just trying out whatever um, in the studio, which is really cool. Cool. Is there also a lot of uh, collaboration when it comes to writing? Because I know you said you wrote most of the songs on the EP. Um, mm. How does that like proportion look? Yeah, I guess for these songs, um, just because I started writing it not as Peel, it was kind of just me writing myself. Yeah. Um, a lot of like the core of like all of the tracks except for Dinah, I kind of started writing myself, and then we kind of fleshed out in the studio with everyone contributing. It's kind of shifting a bit now as the project kind of has started and it's really become everyone's project so everyone's kind of um contributing in in different ways a lot more but yeah i guess everyone kind of writes quite individually and then we kind of send each other ideas and like harry might send me a demo and i can like throw some vocals down for it or whatever um i guess yeah the um good thing about making music in the digital age is just pretty easily being able to collaborate from a distance. So um, yeah, we're definitely collaborating a lot more. And and this next EP or record that we um, do will, will be far more collaborative. Definitely. Having come to the group with most of the songs written, is that kind of like why you're fronting the band? Because it sounds like, you know, other guys have experience with vocals, guitar, that mm. sort of thing. So how did you become the front man or the singer, I guess? Yeah, that's a good question. I was like the singer and guitarist of our previous band. Okay. Um, so it kind of just made sense for that to, to, to be the case. And, and, and as I was kind of writing a lot of the music, um, I guess that just fell into place that way. But 
I think like when we play live, it's like a pretty, um, you know, all encompassing experience. And like, we try and, you know, have everyone as upfront as possible. And it's less about, you know, the front man or whatever, and more about just the music as a whole. We try and be as loud as possible and, and from everything to be, you know, coming from all angles. And uh, like, I like, last show we played we actually put on like a little festival um called glider fest and we had like these amazing amazing live visuals where it was like being projected behind us and run through um this like vhs like analog video gear and like having that kind of light show was like probably the preferred way i'd prefer to play definitely yeah i know like a lot of um like rappers uh, today have big displays going on behind them because there isn't a whole lot to watch, you know, when you go to like a rap yeah, concert or sure. something like that. Yeah. And you guys are a five piece band. And so to have, you know, five people really jam and getting into their instruments and then also having like background visuals that's like sensory overload. Uh, do you think mm. that creates like, you know, the best possible atmosphere for seeing you guys live? Yeah, for sure. Sounds like a blast. That's definitely like what I'd want to try and do yeah. um, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like our music or the style of music we play is definitely like conducive to you know good visual stuff Absolutely. Um, but it's it's hard to pull off and especially the stages we're playing on at the moment <laughs> like <laughs> it's hard enough for us to fit on as a five-piece let alone put on it like kick-ass light shows so we'll get there at some point yeah and in a smaller space too it's like you don't necessarily have to do as much you know to to fill it to and grab people's out. attention yeah. yeah exactly yeah um which is, yeah, really fun for us, kind of just like trying to blow people's heads off as much as possible. Yeah. Is interacting with the audience when you play live something like really important to you guys? Because I know you said it was kind of tough to like... Yeah, not, I guess, I guess the way we, we interact with people is uh, obviously, obviously through the music, but I don't know. I, yeah, it's not something I'm personally that good at or I think is that important. Like I don't go to a show to listen to the front man talk in between. <laughs> or front person talk between songs. I think you can interact with crowds in a lot of different ways. And um, I don't know, like personally, I don't do it in between songs. I prefer to do it while I'm playing, you know? Yeah. So with this EP, what's like a message that you would want to tell people about it? I don't know if it's like, if there's a theme or message that like is tied between the tracks, but I don't know, I would hope that someone would listen to the whole thing in succession and like sit down and experience it start to finish. So I guess that's my message. It's like, if you're going to listen to it, thank you, first of all. And second of all, like, yeah, I would highly recommend listening start to finish because that's kind of the way it's meant to be listened to. And turn it up as loud as possible. Yeah, for sure. That's all the questions that I have. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, sitting down, taking the time to discuss your art i think it's great so um peel releases their debut ep on october 22nd be sure to check it out on streaming and buy the record i'm getting the green one for sure nick thanks for being on pleasure man and, uh, thank yeah. you for having me